nerd. Pretty nerd. Pretty nerd. Pretty nerd. Pretty nerd. Welcome to episode number three of Pretty Nerd. This is Fallon D. And this is your girl Max. So let's get into it, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask, like, how was your weekend? Um, it was good. Um, I've just been relaxing, gym, same as usual. <laughs> what about you? Um, the same here. I was on babysitting duties with the with my nephews and my niece, so that is always fun. Um, and I am excited because I thought I had like messed up my car. Um, I like went and put some water, <laughs> and I'm not like a piece loose, but I thought it was like some major like something wrong. So my uncle came and fixed it his past weekend, and he was like, "Girl." You just not like one of the colors on the roof on the car so you put it back. So I was excited about that. I know it's not like anything big, but not to know that you have to spend money to get your car fixed. That's a good thing. Um, but other than that, it was uneventful, so I can't complain. Well, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we got a lot of topics. A lot of things that's been going on. What do you want to start with? I don't know. I think we should like jump right in. Can we just go? Um, I don't know. I think we'll go away. Okay. What did you think of Megan's dress? It was a little blah. Um, I know people were like, well, it was elegant. And I'm like, you can be elegant and have like that. I guess like that's something that kind of puts you above the rest, but I don't feel like she did that for me. Like I felt like Kate Kirk was fun, not to compare God to Um, I felt like hers was just classic, it was elegant, and it was still something that set it apart from other dresses that made me feel like, you know what, if I got married, I would wear a style outfit. Like with hers, I can't say if I got married tomorrow or next week that I'd be like, you know what, I want to look like Megan or a whole I was shocked actually that it was Givenchy because it was like you said it was I'm not gonna be I'm just blunt it was boring (laughs) it was boring I was surprised that it was as boring as it was and not only that but even though people said that it wasn't ill fitting it didn't look like fit to me it didn't like she I know I guess she was going for a loose but it just looked, I mean, you don't have to have something like hugging your body or whatever, but it shouldn't look like it's too big for you either. And that's how I felt as well. It felt like maybe she could have went one time. Maybe she had lost like two or three pounds, maybe five before the wedding. And I felt like she could have had it taken in maybe, you know, a couple of inches or something just to, Give it like I said, you don't have to show your figure on everything that you wear, but it was it just didn't do it for me. Like if I if she wasn't who she was or marrying who she was marrying, I don't even think that dress would even matter. It wouldn't have made it to magazines, it wouldn't you know, it probably been on a couple of Instagram pages, but it wouldn't get, you know, many likes. I definitely think she could have did better. Even her reception dress was blah. <laughs> like but her reception dress was better 
<laughs> yeah, it was better. And the wedding dress. But it was still like, I mean. Can I say though? Um, I've been so mad at my best friend because um, I I, I don't I don't want to butcher her name, but the chick from Quantico is her best friend. She showed out, honey. She girl came through. <laughs> I don't know what man. I know Alex. This is exactly. <laughs> Alex Perry. <laughs> she, when I tell you, she came through, like all the way through, honey. So, they listen, everything. Play the wedding. Play the reception. She looked amazing. I would have been like I said. I would have been hot. <laughs> it was me. Oh, so you just gonna come to my wedding looking look this far? You gonna do that to me? But if she would have been white. Then it wouldn't matter. Like I, I just I don't know. With all the resources that you had available, probably all the designers that were itching to get their, you know, their name on that wedding and I mean if somebody was like it was like three K. I don't where? What where? The name. But I mean yeah. I can't it was it it doesn't take much for it to be clean cut, like I was talking to a lady on a cruise and she designs wedding gowns. And she was like, Well, if people go after what she's going after, it's like a wedding designer's dream because it's very clean cut, not a lot of lines, lace, and all that. So I'm like, Where do you get $20,000? I, I just mm-hmm. want to know, like, if you yeah. had the best of the best silk, where? <laughs> where? Oh, I don't know. Bless her. I can't, I can't speak to the way dress. I did like her makeup though, and I love that she used all honest products, all organic, natural, vegan friendly. Like it. And even her mommy was like so cute. And yeah, it, it just didn't work. And I'm like, you got on the shirt, and he has on like his uniform or whatever, and he was really nice to her. And I'm like, yeah, it just didn't work for me. <laughs> I thought it was sweet though how um when she was coming down the aisle and he saw her and he was like you look beautiful I'm so lucky <laughs> I was like oh that's so sweet and he says like he, he adores her I can't you know I can't knock it like it's their union it's their marriage um, I wish them the best um and hopefully that grandma moves out of this one quick. We'll see. Um, but Mary's not here, girl. It's a pretty family with your two children. Yeah. Girl, start working on it. It'll be Kate now. You know they're going to have a conflict of yes. probably. And Kate has a They're time. Catholic, so she can't take birth control. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> but hey, if it works for you, honey, you're the best. <laughs> so, not only was there the royal wedding, um, there was the Met Gala. What did you think about the Met? Um, it was. I don't think this was like the best year that I've seen for design. It was. It was okay. Um, I wasn't blown away. I did like Cardi's look. Um, I love Rihanna's look. I mean, she slays always. Um. Like, I don't think that the men really showed out this year. Like, normally they kind of come through too. It, it, 
Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Honestly, the only person I remember from the Met is Rihanna. Other than that, <laughs> yeah. Next. Around Miami. She got that one thing. Matter. Basically. No Queen B. <laughs> but we don't care. And I didn't like Mimi Carlos. I think that's her name. I didn't like her. Um, she was cute. But she was always a cute queen. I know oh. a lot of people don't like her. Mimi, I think it's Mimi Carlos. I don't know how to say her name. She's like the model with, um, I can't, I don't want to say it like the wrong thing where it's like a skin disorder. Um, Lily Rock. Okay, don't take offense if you ever hear this. <laughs> Remember we was talking about like the mom because mom was like, oh my gosh, she was so pretty. And it was like, yeah, but she had the attitude and she like stuck up. But she had that, the, like I said, I don't want to say skin disorder, but you know, discoloration. Winnie Harlow. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I was like, I was like, you yeah, know <laughs> but her look was great. Um, and it was very, it was very simple, but it was, it was cute stuff. That was about, um, that's about it. Like, I mean, you take Rihanna out of it and Beyonce in it, it's like, mm, yeah. y'all showed us. <laughs> so, um, what's that called? Fashion tips. We ain't doing fashion tips out here in the street. <laughs> <laughs> That's as far as we're going on this fashion day. Um, so, obviously, that's our light topic. Let me see if we got anything else light that we can talk about. Um, oh, we can talk about my top golf experience. Yeah. My sliding in the DM. So, we went to Top Golf, um, and wow, it was fun. Um, I had a good time. Can't golf. To save my life, I'm terrible at it, um, which is weird because I'm really good at sports, but golf is just not it for me. But the interesting part of the story is um, my friend, I was coming in, she's like, Yes, how are you doing? What are you looking sick? You know, I was working out, and I said, Hey, how are you looking sick? And I'm like, Oh, thank you, girl. I'm like, I'm really sick. You know, I was feeling good and everything about myself, and I like that. And so we were sitting at the table. And we were right next to this freaky old white couple. And honey, when I say freaky old white couple, I mean they were like groping each other and kissing and all this. And we were like, they're doing the most, right? So me and my friend, you know, we were trying to, you know, take a picture, she was wearing this old selfie, whatever like that. And the lady just all of a sudden she just hops over to our side and she's like, Oh no, girl, you gotta do a full body shot, a full body shot. So she's like, Okay, whatever. So she took the picture for us, and she hands the camera back, and I'm like, oh, girl, I'm not looking sick in this picture. And she goes in, and she gives my butt a little love tap, and I'm like, what? Uh, you know, I, I was like, and so I had to post, you know, I had to post, and I was like, girl, should I take that as a compliment? Or was I lying to you? I don't know. I have to. It was the most. I was yeah. like, yeah. But it's you know, other than that, it was a good time. Top golf. We definitely got a shot. It was a good time. 
Okay, so Gail is lying about this whole stuff you see and so oh. like you just so, skipped all over yeah. it. <laughs> Why skip it who? <laughs> <laughs> so it took me a while but I finally sent my own DM message. Yay Lenny. Stepped out of my comfort zone. But it didn't respond. Shot down that day that night. Did he read? Listen, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I didn't learn until I went to Top Golf with my friend how to even see where you send when you send it. <laughs> I just knew that I had sent one, but I didn't know how to go and look. But I went in there and looked. I was like, damn, I got a couple of DMs in here. <laughs> so your soulmates are already being your DMs. <laughs> you don't even know. Not at all. But, so, I don't even know how to tell them. Probably not gonna happen. My friend is still trying to make me feel better about it. Like, well, I mean, he could be saying it's an athlete. I was like, girl, that ain't a possible sport. So she was like, that's the biggest But she said, she said it's not a possible sport. Yeah, but you know, it's popular other places. And I was like, yes, it is. That is true. So it kind of made me feel a little better, but still a bit. If you could go back in your DMs and go to the messages that you wrote and click on it, it'll show you who's saying it or not. The only way I would say that you should write on that and then, you know, respond is if he actually saw the message and then respond. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to check it. I'm going to check it. Once we're done okay. with the show, I'm going to check and then we'll come back on yes. the show and talk about it. So, yeah. So we'll see. Because, um, I'm you not going to give up hope. Because if he's flying back, I think he's just flying back in her field. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to have a wedding in Vegas. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, no, I'm talking about you. Like, I'm on a highway. right. See, look. Hater. <laughs> this is all good mojo for you. Like, I'm just. Yeah. But I found another tour. Yeah. So I'm thinking about fighting it too. Mm. Is he local? No. No. Okay. I don't do local boys. <laughs> I told you I'm over this pool of men. Yeah. Okay. So I'm expanding my horizon. Okay. All over the world. What? Oh, I don't know. The whole entire world. Yes. I'm here for it. <laughs> so um, since we're speaking of like sliding in DMs and relationships and everything like that, I gotta take from my absolute favorite show, Grey's Anatomy, and ask you: Do you believe that everyone has a person? Is this like a soulmate person? Like, well, uh, have you ever seen Grey's? I mean, I watch it on and off this morning. Okay, so a person. So Meredith's person is Christina Yang. It's her best friend. They're like two peas in a pod, super sarcastic. Her person. So, I mean, it could be a friend, a lover, because even on the show she said Christina was her person, but then when she met Derek, who was the love of her life, she was like, he's like also her person. But Christina was like her ultimate person. I mean, I definitely, 
I have a couple persons. Um, I definitely think that I have people that they just get it. Like we could be somewhere and we just both look at the same music quote for some we just and it's like they just get it. It's not, you know, a hard relationship to develop and to keep going. Um but I definitely think that we have that person and when I just think about the people that I consider my person, um I can say our relationship is easy. We get each other. Um, and even like when we are separate and we don't talk to each other often and we do reconnect, it's like nothing has changed about our relationship. And it's we just catching up and like, oh yeah, you know, this is happening with me and you know, this is what's going on. And even when I'm like upset at them, it's like they can feel that, you know what, something is off. Um, and I'm one of those people that when I'm upset, I can kind of get reserved because I'm like, I don't want to say anything that I'm going to regret it the most because I do that when, I, when I'm when i hurt. And it's just to make you feel like how I feel is the bad character flaw. But I think with my person, with the people that I connect with like that, they kind of get it. It's like, you know what, I'm giving her moments, but they can come and be like, you know what, I felt like, you know, you're mad at me or you're upset at me. And I can say, you know what, yep, I was mad at you. And, you know, it it kind of resolves itself. It's not anything that we, you know, linger on or we stay there. It's not like, no, we don't. Yeah, so I definitely, I agree. You're my person. I agree. Like I said, you know, Grace is my first, is my favorite show of all time. So I'm definitely agree with the fact that everybody can have a person, several persons, people that they just can't do without in life. We just get them. So. I'm definitely here for it. More relationship talk. Um, since we're on relationships, obviously. A big breakup that's happened. I guess it's big. I don't know. Mac Miller, Ariana Grande. Mm. What are your thoughts? Okay, so when I saw um, her explanation, um, just my initial thought was like, yeah, you know, I, I don't think women are responsible for um, men being healed and I guess they're total failed. Um, I don't think we're responsible for that. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I was kind of on her side um, until you kind of brought me to the other side. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, a separate from that, though. Um, I do agree with what she said in general, like this general relationship, like that we need to keep in mind on both sides. We don't know. Don't think women are here for your emotional labor, and women don't take on men's emotional labor and their problems and issues. You deserve a total healed person from whatever they may be going through. Or, I mean, even a person that's working on it and, you know, moving past that. So, that that's about the only thing that I can go from there, but I'll let you die. I mean, I definitely agree with that sentiment or whatever as far as it. she's absolutely right. As a woman, she has no responsibility over his sobriety. That's his responsibility. And if he can't stay sober... 
and she didn't want to be around anymore. She had every right to get out. My issue with it was, is I felt like she didn't have to put him on front street. You know what I mean? Because since they broke, he didn't even say anything. He just kind of faded in the background. He didn't even announce their split and anything. He didn't respond to anything. And she just kind of put it out front street that he was sub- struggling with his sobriety again. Which, I mean, if you know anything about Mac Miller, he's never, you know, lied about being an addict. So he's always talked about his struggles with his sobriety. I just felt like she didn't have to, you know, put it back out there for everybody in the public to know, yeah, he's struggling again. And I felt like I had to take care of him, so I had to get out. Like, you don't have to do that. You could have just simply said, we didn't work. It's not my responsibility, you know, to stay with someone that I don't want to be with anymore. Period. But I did. So, yeah. Um, trying to see what other relationship stuff have we seen pop up. Oh, um, Cardi Offset. We can't seem to ever get away from those two. <laughs> um, did you see how um Offset kind of pseudo responded to um to Nikki going off about um relationships as far as like uh, saying that women should know their worth and all of that. Jazz. Yeah, I saw Nikki's tweets. I didn't see Offset's. Oh, like, oh, oh, yeah. He subbed her back. And people were saying, which I agree with, is that Nikki never said that any of that applies to anybody relationship. So, if that's the case, what do you think about your own damn relationship? Right. If you pulled that from what she was talking about. It sounded to me like she was talking about her own life and her own relationship experiences. So, mm, all I'm saying is off is off that is it really all copacetic between y'all? Like, what's good? I, I feel, and I would say this all the time, with Cardi and Offset, once their fame kind of cools down, I don't know which one's going to fade out first. Um, I definitely think the Migos are kind of like here to stay because so many people about them. Um, I think Cardi may fizzle out first, but I feel like that first moment where they're not, you know, always in the spotlight where they actually have time to sit down, where they're dealing with each other most of the time, I think that's when we're going to start seeing like the split because even early on when Cardi was like, oh, like they had broke up, she put like, oh, I'm single. And then she was like, oh, well, that was just, you know, a one-time thing or I was just in my feelings. It's like your first inclination when you're in your feelings was to run to social media instead of trying to work on it with your dude or like, you know what, we need some time, but I'm not going to put it on social media until it's 100% confirmed that we're not together. Like, I don't see... A change in her at all. Um, she still responds to everything, and I think that's one of the things that is going to kind of cause their relationship to decline. Is that every time somebody says something to you, you have to respond. Like I need for you to take 
a page out of Beyonce's and Jay Z's book. Don't some stuff does not require you to explain. Let Tell people speculate. Oh. Right, like let them speculate because the more you say, the more they're going to speculate. So I definitely think. Um, I did see Nikki, and I mean, I even felt like yes, my Nikki is preaching because guess what? I have been there. I have been that woman. I have been in that relationship. There has been times where I have not seen my true worth. So I didn't get that like she was talking to anybody in general. I get where, you know, some nights you get on Instagram, you get on Facebook and Twitter, you thinking about stuff like, you know what? That was a bad period in my life, but let me, you know, maybe this inspires somebody else not to be the same person that I was. Or even if you're in a relationship where you're not, you know, living up to your full potential and you know this person is not for you, get out. So that's what I took from it. So just to see, and I guess that's the reason why I was reading, you know, blog comments. And I saw like people like, well, Cardi, I'm like, why she be even bringing up Cardi? When she, she didn't say no name. She, nothing in it gave me Cardi. Nothing. I agree. <laughs> I didn't even see where they drew that from. Because like I said, I thought the whole time she was talking about herself. So, I don't, like I said, so it, it just speaks a lot to what people think about Cardi and Offset's relation. If they took it as a substance, when it, in my opinion, it didn't even register that so that it was about those two until people were like, oh, so she taking shots at Cardi, and I was like, where the hell did y'all get that from? <laughs> like I didn't see that at all. But hey, and I mean the fact that she took the leash, you know, I mean, shot you ain't recognizing for it, so we just gonna be one hundred percent that. Basically. Women need to do that. <laughs> so that, that it's, it's a deal breaker for the Like, you cheat, you might as well just go ahead and break up or get a divorce or we can end up. So, I definitely think, yeah, she, yeah, that whole relationship. Like I said, I get it. Probably after the dating man, and like I said, it's that moment comes where I'm not on tour, we're not on tour, we are in each other's space. For a you know a good amount of time, yeah, basically. So we'll see <laughs> what happens next in the Cardi Offset drama. The saga continues. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So I'm trying to. I don't think. I feel like that's all I really can discuss. Trying to get us a little order though. You know. Um, the one about if you date somebody with the same name, 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 if you date somebody with the you shouldn't date a friend. Definitely. Like, I, that person is off limits. I don't care if they are, like, fine, they got money, they are, you know, just a good person, faithful. I know. Like, like most of our friends don't even find, we don't even find the same. We 
attractive. <laughs> like he ugly, but even if he was, you know, like overall, he's attractive. I just know one thing when I find it just becomes like you so you think it's girl talk. You feel like it, you feel like that's girl talk. Yeah, I, definitely girl talk. It's like for a point, she done with him. You like you done with him. Like you just ugh, no, no, and then. Oh, I just don't want to. No. I don't know though, cause the way I'm thinking about it is like this. So, if your friend is really over this person, and you know there's no baggage left there, and she thinks he's a good person, you think he's a good person, everybody's, you know, they just didn't work, you know. Then why close them off, at, you know, to because maybe he'll work with you, or he'll work with somebody else, or somebody, you know what I mean? Like, if he's a good dude, he shouldn't just be, you know, shut off just because, or he shouldn't be an automatic no just because he dated your friend. Now, if he's trash, then he's automatic, <laughs> he's automatic no. We don't want you. But, I mean, if he's a good dude, and your friend is like, oh, yeah, girl, he cool. We just didn't work. He wasn't for me. But he might be for you. Then you wouldn't be like, Alright, well, let me give this a try. I think the most that I could do would be like if they want to like one or two dates. She'd be like, I want to chill with him. We only went on a date. That would be it. But if it was like a relationship, and especially that they just had sex, no. Like year. Like they were like yeah, a the year. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. That would be weird. <laughs> I, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. I'm pointing. Cause that would be like weird, but because you gotta, and it's not like I'm not a jealous person, but when you think about okay, this if you've been with a person a year, more than likely you've grown feelings where you are, you know, you love them. More than likely you're in love with them, especially at this point. I don't know. I just don't feel like no. It it, it really doesn't work. Because every time I think about it, it's like, so are y'all going to get together? Is this really something that I want to do? Like, this is my focus. It, it's no, I'm like, just too many. And my mind wonders. And it, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so clearly, for Fallon and Dee, <laughs> no exes <laughs> with friends. For Nay, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Is your ex cute? Send him my what? I'm with it. Let's get it. Um, let's take a quick break, and then we'll pop right back in with our next topic. And we are back from our short break. So, we left off on relationships. I guess we can jump into our series <laughs> let's start with unfortunately the grossness the disgusting human being that is Robert Kelly Ugh. so I read in Hollywood a lot yeah I read on Hollywood a lot that since the new R. Kelly campaign has been going on that Robert Kelly's streams have went up. 
what the hell is wrong with us? <laughs> I don't, I, I don't get it. Like, it's not, it's not something hard to do when people are like, oh, well, he made good music. I mean, there is not anything or any song that I can think about that R. Kelly could do that he wrote, that he, like, performed, that I'm like, you know what, in 65 years, we, like, overall, like, all people, that it's just, like, a hit maker. Like, it, it's not. Like, you put him on a pedestal, like, he James Brown or somebody, which he would do better, but I'm just saying, like, you put him out like he has these major hits that cross genres and all of this stuff. He has not. He is basic, like, basic. So, I mean, I definitely think that he can be needed. It's a lot of things that you can do without. I know he wrote songs and produced songs for other people. Oh, well, but for the songs that Robert Kelly performed, you can do without. You can definitely not step in the name of love at your wedding. Most of y'all don't know how to do it anyway. Preach. There are so many other Chicago two-step songs that you can go for into. There are so many other songs that are popping that you can go to to get your wedding popping. And if your DJ can't do it without doing Step in the Name of Love, you need to fire him. Um, Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, even when I hear this song on the radio, and I'm like, oh, snap. And I'm like, it's R. Kelly Chase. I mean, it, it's not hard for me when you think about him being the Pied Piper and knowing the tale behind the Pied Piper. It's not exactly. hard. It's not hard when you listen to songs and he's calling out all these women names and he's like, oh, Aaliyah looked cute to herself. She got it. What grown man includes a child because no matter what, she was a child. In a song, Aaliyah was 15 when he married her, which was wrong. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand at all. I've never understood, like, the fascination of R. Kelly. Once we found out who R. Kelly was, it was like, I don't, I don't understand why people continue to flock to him, support to him. Like, you just, you know... Like, you just didn't know who this man is. I mean, he married Aaliyah, y'all. Like, he married her. She was 15. Come on, man. Like, there was a whole fucking sex tape or whatever of him peeing on a little girl. Like, he's disgusting. He's trash. So why are we still out here supporting him? Like, making him all this money. So much money. That he had the nerve, the nerve, the audacity in my Drake voice, the audacity to get out there and talk about, well, y'all should have got me up out of here 30 years ago. And if, you know, nothing can stick to me, whatever God has for me, he's got for me, all that. Nah, bruh. Nah. Get up out of here. Disgusting. What? And I. And I want to say, like, oh, well, if it was your daughter, but we, again, that's a lot of times that we see, and I'm just going to be honest, in the black community, that we call our daughters, our nieces, our cousins, our daughters fast because, oh, a grown man was attracted to them instead of saying it's a grown man, you're, you're not supposed to be attracted. What is so attractive about a child? Like, 
there's nothing on the flip side that I find attractive about my godson or another little boy. I'm like, oh, he's so cute. And that's about it. Like, if I see a 19-year-old right now, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's so cute. Like, when I'm in a grocery store at 19, they're like, oh, excuse me, um, can I call you? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I mean, you're cute, but, I mean, no. And I'm like, I'm not that much older than him. So when you think about R. Kelly and this man was a full-grown man. He was not like an 18-year-old marrying a 16-year-old. He was a full-grown man marrying a 15-year-old child, and then the fact that he kind of, I guess you can say, hides in plain sight because he's been letting you know the type of person that he has been for years. Like, just reading the lyrics of this whole song, just go and listen to R. Kelly, she got that vibe. This is about grown, or supposedly supposed to be about grown women. Like, you're literally, the lyrics is talking about uh, to pump up a little more, to kiss him, make him melt, um, the place is jumping, oh, what a lovely scene. And then you come down to it, and he's got, like, all of these ready, we don't even know these are really grown women, but these are names that he's calling, and and right in the middle of it is, look, cute Aaliyah got it. Like, right there. And he calls her little cute Aaliyah. Mm. And this was a song back in the 90s, and you mean to tell me you can't count for him? They're, like, it, it's easy. Like, when you think about, like, it's a child. I don't care what parents you put people, but what about their parents? We have bad parents. We, we're not going to knock that. There are bad parents everywhere. But as a society, it's up to us to be like, okay, there's a bad parent in this. We're still going to be good parent, good people and stand in place of those parents. So if you don't have parents, that's fine. But if we being part of society, I'm going to say, you know what? That person is still wrong and he deserves to be punished. And we're listening to you. We hear your story. We know that you're a victim. Exactly. I mean, I just, like, what gets me, though, is that R. Kelly has been around, like you said, since the 90s, and he's showed us who he is since the 90s, and we swear up and down, uh, his music's so good, we just can't cancel him. But, like, we forget he came out in an era where R&B music was fire. Like, there was so many good artists in actual R&B singers, okay, who's out there singing, honey. So, I just don't understand why we can't get our kids out here. Like, I mean, we can give you a list. Like, we can give you a list of, like, artists or songs or something that's just better than our kids. I'm over him. Even if you merge where we are today, the 90s, the 2000s, the 80s, there's so much music to cover all of those decades where you not listen to R. Kelly is not anything that's taken from your playlist. Like, there's so many other songs that you can get pregnant off of. There's so many other songs for your baby to graduate from. Yep. There's so many other things for you to dance off of. Like, yep. I mean, seriously, like, I mean, nothing. Like, I mean, after I listened to TP2, I have not listened to the album since I was, like, 16 probably younger than that 
it, I mean, it, it did nothing for me. Like, of course, it didn't do anything for me at that moment. But it does nothing for me now being older. It's not one of my go-tos. Like, you know what? I got to have this on so I can, you know, do what I need to do. No. I'm honestly trying to remember. What was the last R. Kelly joint I even <laughs> like? You know? I think the only reason pe- people enjoy feeling on your booty was because I just remember Lil Kim being in a video. I was like, okay, Kim, I see you, sis. But other than that, I don't even, mm, I can't even remember the last R. Kelly song that I was like, oh, okay, I need this in my life. Like, I don't, mm-mm. I mean, it's about that. And even more than that, I don't care about, you know, like, I love music. That's my thing. I go to sleep to music. I can wake up to music. I shower. I drive. Everything, like, my life centers around music. I feel better when I listen to music. Anything that I do, if music can be playing, doing it, I will do it. I work, listen to music, everything. But I have no problem absolute zero problems with counseling people when they become problematic especially when you harm children elderly people I don't personally if you harm anybody especially in that manner where you are violating them sexually they can't speak for themselves because to be honest you went and got poor black little girls that were basically I mean and you groomed them so I'm not gonna say that you grown them to be what you wanted them to be, and that's where we are now. So I'm like, I have no problem with counseling them. I don't care if I listen to their music every day. I got an artist right now that I listen to almost every day. They track come on even if I'm like on a random playlist for my favorites. They track come on because I listen to him so much. But believe me, if Daniel, let me tell you something. Don't. Do nothing, and I have to counsel you. Like I love division, but I will counsel you. So that's my whole point. I have no issue with counseling anybody. So, for those of you who do feel like you have an issue canceling our cast, we got some support. We got some artists and songs that you can replace, Robert. Disgusting ass human being, Kelly. Okay. So for me, one of my number ones, easily better than Robert Kelly, Jodeci. Yep. Love me some Jodeci. Jodeci can replace R. Kelly all day. If you want to take it even around the same air, you remember H Town? Yes. I can do Okay, if you need some baby making music, there you go. Okay, H Town. Yes, genuine. Like, come on, Paul. I was listening to some genuine the other day in the gym. Like, I don't even know. I was in the gym and it had like a random playlist, and some genuine came on. I was like, oh, listen. Okay, so when a woman's fed up, that's like genuine's final warning. Yep. Like, come on.
Oh my gosh. If you want to pull some new records in there, you can pull them new tank, that new tank in. Tank? That new tank in. Ooh. Okay. What yes. is it? Oh, when we? When yes. We? Listen. Jaheen. Yep. Like, my mama loves Jaheen. Children off limits. Off limits. Automatically. Don't. No. 
don't ever cross them. And that way children feel safe in their own communities as well. And I think that's one of the things that we have deviated from. You know, I don't like, again, the past comparison because there are so many problems from the past. But it was kind of a code where it's like, look, your children are off limits. And somehow we have moved away from that. And I do think in some parts we need to go back to that. Look, children are off limits. If you can hurt a child, you can hurt anybody. Exactly. Anybody. So I definitely think that we need to stop with that. Oh, well, you don't see white people throwing their people under the bus when they do it. It it has nothing to do with us. When it comes out, we are responsible for our safety. And I say we because it's we as a community, whether you are a parent, your auntie, your cousin, we are responsible for them because if we don't take care of them, they will not sustain to take care of them. Simple as that. Exactly. And just as an FY to all you apologetic, uh, apologetic, what is it, apologists? Right, apologists. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein was arrested in New York, okay? So your excuse is over. (laughs) Get Robert Kelly up out of here, okay? <laughs> Arrest his ass, too. I don't want to hear no more excuses. I hate that excuse. Oh, well, Harvey Weinstein. Every, everything I see, every time somebody it, black gets into trouble, people are like, well, Harvey Weinstein's still up. Nope. He's arrested. And not only that, but if you saw his defense attorney get on there on TV, he's going to prison. Yeah. Point blank and period. Because when your defense attorney... Uh, you know, whole defense for you is that, well, he didn't invent the casting couch, your ass is going to jail, okay? <laughs> it's just a matter of time. Yeah. So let's just cancel that whole argument. I don't want to hear it anymore. Stop making excuses for these disgusting human beings. Robert Kelly is a disgusting human being. And anybody else who does some stuff like that, Bill Cosby, disgusting human being. Throw them away. They are trash. But Someone we do have to speak of, since we're speaking of that subject. And I actually want to talk about it because I saw this on <laughs> CNN. And I want to know your thoughts on it because I'm a little confused and I just, I don't know. But Morgan Freeman. So he recently got allegations against him as well. Supposedly sexually harassing women. Um, I say supposedly because, unfortunately, I mean, I don't, I never like to say that I don't believe in a woman or anything like that, but the evidence that she showed that video, yeah, that was <laughs> like, I was like, sis, <laughs> that, I, I was like, if that shows evidence, I don't, yeah, it, even if that's one of those things where I feel for me, um, if you do it once, you, you're that person, so if you sexual harass somebody, you should, you know, be fired or whatever. Her personally, what she showed was not sexual harassment because I felt like he wasn't talking to her. He, I felt like he was coming more from the guy that was like, "Oh yeah, I told the lady in prison, you know, that I thought she was pregnant, and I learned to never do that again." It was such awkward, you know, an awkward moment for me. And he was like, "Oh, I wish I was there." I felt like he was telling the man, like, "Oh, I wish I was there to see you, you know, squirm and." Mm-hmm. awkward. I didn't feel like he was saying that to her. If he said something to her after, 
then you know that's when he should be called out on it. I guess let's see. Um, with sexual harassment, it's so it has been covered up so long, and people don't know what sexual harassment really is. Right. Um, they haven't taken the time to really look at it. And I'm like, sexual harassment is something as small as you telling a nasty joke in the office. Right. And somebody else, you're not even telling the joke to the person. But another person could be walking past and hear you tell that joke and can feel a certain type of way and be sexually harassed. The, the definition and who can claim sexual harassment is so broad. Especially in corporate America, you can't say, oh, these people are lying because of what you got in your mind of what sexual harassment is. I'm like, when it comes to corporate America, it is very raw, and I can definitely see why, because you're protecting your company and your brand. Right. But I also think him being fired, when, when people start to get fired and stuff like that, like Matt, uh, Matt Lowry, when he got fired, I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. You know, there's like one of those where it's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. And companies, I do think they will drop in a, a, a you know in a moment's notice. But I also think they do their due diligence because you can also come back to them and say, okay, you fired me for nothing, and I want this type of money. So I do think they do their research. And when we saw with Matt Lyra is that he's a creep. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. And definitely not work. He was definitely. So they kind of got me a little like antsy, like maybe you know it's something there. there. It's not with her. Definitely from that clip, if that's what she claimed the sexual harassment is, it's definitely not her. Maybe there's something there, and especially by the fact there was like rumors years ago um, that he developed a relationship with his step granddaughter. We gotta. <laughs> well, we're not gonna do that one because okay. they did say. That because I saw that and yeah. they did say that the step granddaughter came out and admitted yeah. that she wasn't telling the truth. So we don't want to okay. run with that rumor. Okay. We don't want to run with that. Yeah, we don't want to run with that. Okay. We gonna give him the. I'm gonna yeah. give him the benefit because oh, no. he played God. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. And he was a good one girl. But that's one of those things. You still gotta separate the person from their art. Yeah. So. But I know one thing. Y'all better not come for Sammy out. Don't you do it. <laughs> Don't you come. <laughs> <laughs> Don't y'all do it. Okay. I ain't ready. I can't handle that. Y'all better leave this alone. Right. You know. <laughs> you know. And I think it, it comes down to, like, you gotta, if you, you know, people like, well, corporate America, yeah, now don't want to go, like, it was a whole article, you don't want to go to um, corporate corporate dinners with women anymore because they're scared of sexual harassment. And my point is, corporate America, especially with men, um, if you can't give the same compliment to your male counterpart, you shouldn't say it to him. So if you want to go up to John and say, hey, John, nice butt and those pants, don't say it to Sarah either. You know, like... <laughs> but playing devil's advocate... Because I like to do that. <laughs> um, how, if you are a man or a woman, and so how do you go about, because a lot of people meet their significant others at work. So how do you go about, like, if you're interested in somebody, how do you go about, especially, I'm not even going to say in the past, I'm going to say in this day and age, 
how do you go about that then? Because at this point, any anything could be, you know yeah. what I mean, misconstrued. So how do you, what do you do then? But what, I think what's like, our new thing now? Even when you look at like the development of relationships, like my, you know, my relationships will start off with saying like, oh, nice putting on pants or something like that. It's like, hey, you know. Um, I don't think that that's sexual harassment, and from what I've seen in corporate America, in guidelines, and all of like even companies that allow you to date, because a lot of companies don't allow you to date for that reason, right? Um, but like, hey, can I take you out sometimes? I don't think that doesn't. That's not sexual harassment. I think what sexual harassment is is when it does turn sexual. Like, but see, that's like I said, that's that's where we are kind of in, in, in that zone now where, to some people, even just a little flirtation is considered, they see that as sexual harassment. Like for you, somebody asking you out may not be sexual harassment. There are some women, who, and we've seen, like, with some of the stories where us, where, as women, um, who's that, the actor guy, um, the the Indian actor guy, yeah, I can't remember his name. I was- yeah, where she was. had that story, and we were all a lot of us read it, and we were like, um, and people were like, you know. read their body language, and I, I do believe when you read their body language, you read any person's body language to get an indication like of how far can I go, but you don't perform fellatios like like <laughs> you know, yeah, and stay around like when I'm uncomfortable in the situation. I kind of always have a game plan with me and my friends. Like, okay, if you're uncomfortable, you know, text me, let me know. You know, we doing a little whole thing. You gotta come pick me up now. I'm stranded. I don't care if, like, look, my mama died. just died. I gotta go home. And I don't have a text message or first from my mom. I don't, that was one of those things where, yeah, her, that was another one. Like, no. But, right. I don't know. I just feel like if you, in corporate America, HR, like I said, just, Oh well, he asked me out. Well, that that you gotta come. I don't think that they're running with those claims, but when you coming on and I, maybe you just should be frankly like, look, I just want to ask you out, yes or no. And if she say no at that point, leave it alone. Like, right. Leave it alone. It needs to be a hey, how you doing? That's it. <laughs> Basically. A hundred percent agree with that, all the way. So I mean, I just hope that we don't get to a time where, you know, I guess where the those type of interactions are forbidden because some of the best interactions are made at work. My parents met at work, so <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. So, I mean, I think. I think we just have to walk that line of like, I mean, even even with the accusations themselves, we have to walk a fair line because we're seeing a lot of people. As soon as the allegation comes out, we're seeing, well, oh, he's guilty, and throw away his whole career, everything like that. And I mean, they haven't even had a trial or anything like that. And I mean, we can't we can't get to the point where you know, where we haven't seen any type of evidence or anything like that or any type of, you know, video yeah. or stuff like that where we're just automatically assuming that everything 
you know, without giving these people their due process. That's that's pretty much what I'm going. I, I feel yeah. like, you know, in this country, we're supposed to give people their due process. And I don't want us to get to the point where people aren't getting that. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I I definitely agree with that. And we, the media, I guess you can say, has to be tried by the media first. Um, yeah, I don't, I just feel like it has gone on so long that some people don't recognize what they're doing. So now when you look back and be like, oh, you know, I felt sexually harassed. I'm like, how did you feel sexually harassed? I didn't say anything, but this is like, that was the very definition of sexual harassment. And then on the flip side, it's like, you know, on both sides, especially because, you know, we come forward to claims more often. It's like, okay, if he was attracted to you and he asked you out, just say no and keep it moving. Like, I'm not yes. exactly. going to reply to HR about it. It's just like, no. <laughs> you know, you just keep it moving. Or even in a place of, when you think about Morgan Freeman and the video that she gave, it's like, this was not sexual harassment. No matter where his eyes were, Rick wore, he wasn't even talking to you. <laughs> like, I, I don't I know. He wasn't talking to you. He literally came back. I don't know. That that was really, like, yeah. I was looking I'm like, oh, man, she released the video. He is really going to be in trouble. That really sucks uh, for him. And that was such he needs a bad to get his shit together. And then when I watched the video, I'm like, uh, am I in the Matrix? In the Twilight Even the comments, you know, he was like, it was a misplaced joke. I don't feel like it was misplaced. Like, if I was, if I saw the interview, I probably would not laugh. I wanted to like, not probably laugh. I probably would have choked myself. But I just get that he wanted to be there in a moment where the guy was uncomfortable. I didn't like. Yeah. Like I said, it wasn't. It wasn't a great example. But like you said, when there's smoke, there's fire. So, I mean, she wasn't the only only accuser. So, yeah. I guess we gotta wait and see. Hopefully not. But it ain't looking good out here for Morgan Freeman. It's just not looking good, my friend. Not at all. I mean, I guess we can, we've avoided it as long as we could, but we said we weren't going to talk him about it anymore, but uh, here we go. Obviously, if you've been <laughs> following online, you've seen that Kunye has returned, and uh, it's in the form of his wife. Kim Kardashian West, who felt it, I guess, her place as his ride or die to come at Rhymefest when Rhymefest called him out for not doing the work that he was supposed to be doing for Donda's house, but taking all of, you know, what they basically taking the credit for it. So, yeah. And, I mean, for me, the comeback that he did with the letter, letting her know, hey, if you want to take it back, sis, take it back. I'll be, be more than glad to step away and let y'all, it's all about the, you know, the kids of Chicago. Anyway, I'm here. I'm always going to be in these streets. I'm going to be always, you know, taking care of the south side of Chicago. So, I mean, if y'all want to step in and take it over, I thought that was a classy, you yeah. know, 
clap back. But what's your thoughts on it? First of all, she lies and dies for the wrong things. Um, that let me just get that out of her. Like, no. Um, and that's I guess you could say Kanye the baby, you know how we get a project and we're like, Okay, this is my baby. Um, that's Kanye's baby. So Kanye should take care of Kanye's baby. You know, and it wasn't I felt like it wasn't her place to respond to him. Um that's conversation and business between two men. And you let your husband handle that. If somebody comes to him, he is very vocal on social media. Um, and I felt like he should have been the person to respond back to him. But he definitely should, um, I mean, put in work. Like, you are not paying these people. Um, the organization is going to, I don't care about your financial struggles. That's a choice. Um, your wife has bad makeup, but she makes money off of it. Get some money from her, like that check that she wrote you and she put a copy of it on Twitter. Um, you know, and do what you need to do if that's your baby. Now, if that's something that you don't want to do or you no longer, you know, want to be involved, don't be involved, but definitely take your name off of it. Um, don't put that down as one of your many accomplishments. Don't show up at any big name events. Um, even take your mother's name off of it. Let Ryan Fest do what he wants to do with the organization. And you just totally disassociate yourself with it. Or even if I were Ryan Fest, I would take a step back. Let it fall. Because essentially, if he's been running it, they don't know what to do or where to pick up from. Let them do it. Yep. Let them do it. Exactly. That's why I said I loved his clapback. He said, okay. <laughs> this y'all, y'all want it? You say you could take it back when you want it? Okay. Here you go. Because like he said, he said he's really in those streets. So he really, you know, working with the organization. He's really out there with the youth. So, I mean, and from what people in Chicago say, they say he really out there with the youth. <laughs> they said they ain't seen Kanye. But, you know, but he, that's neither here nor there, right? Well, what is Obama done? The same thing that you have done. Exactly. Nothing. <laughs> and listen, and Obama didn't have no... Let's be clear. Obama was a president. His job as president is not to be the mayor or governor of Chicago. Okay? That's the mayor or governor job to take care of what's going on in Chicago. Not the president. And now you've seen since he's gotten out of office, he's put more focus back to where he started in Chicago. So, let's cancel that. Okay? I mean, I'm always going to ride for a Obama, you know what I'm saying? That was my first family. Loved them. They were so classy, so beautiful, him and Michelle. But I'm not gonna pretend like he was perfect either. I mean no president is. I've never but I've never looked to a president to be the be all, you know, end all. Because let's be real, the president ain't really got no real power. Other than he can maybe push a button, but even even the button pushing, he gotta run through people. Right. So let's be honest. He ain't really got no power. He got a title. So stop it. Okay. Yeah, I just I'm I'm really I'm just overcoming it. And I don't know if it's to be sensational. But it's like you have enough clout behind your name where you don't have to do things to be sensational. Like you don't have to do outlandish things for attention because 
you made your name. That's what I don't get about that. It's like you have made your name in the industry where you don't have to do that. You literally released a whole line of bomb clothes. And people bought them. Your shoes are ugly. People bought them. So you don't have to do anything outlandish to get attention. Like even, like I, I, I just can't wrap my head around why he's doing what he's doing. And I don't want to put it on mental illness because I don't want to reduce his shenanigans or like say, because that's a bigger issue and it's sensitive. And I think people put so much on it's mental illness, it's mental illness, where you kind of water it down. Right. And the people that are really suffering don't get the help that they need because you got foolish ass Kanye out here um, oh, he's mentally ill. No, Kanye is on drugs. Let's be honest. I'm, and yeah, those are symptoms of a crackhead. I've seen yep. them before. But Kanye is not mentally ill. Kanye is on drugs. I'm not going to put it on Donda West. I'm going to put it on Kanye. Thank you. Let him take responsibility for his issues. Like we were saying about Mac Miller and his sobriety and being responsible for that. Kanye is responsible for his own sobriety, okay? So, let's put it there on Kanye's shoulders. Oh my gosh, he was so tragic. Like, just thinking about him and what he did this past week with Whitney. When I say (laughs) trashy, and anybody that knows me know I, I love Whitney. Like, I have always loved her. Um, I I just figured like she was a troubled soul, but it was still something about her that was very enduring. Amazing. And something that like in her spirit that felt like she needed to be protected. Um, and I guess that's the reason why I'm having like a hard time digesting him putting her private moment, um, that was not the best moment for her, on an album cover. Like, that was not Whitney's best moment. Of course, that was when she passed away. The photo should have never been sold or circulated. But somebody, you know, thought that they was making a come up, and that's what they did. It's disgusting. And I felt like if you're on drugs, your wife's whole family has had plastic surgery. I am pretty sure there's enough drugs in your medicine cabinet, on your countertop, where you can do that. For your own album cover and you can take a picture of your your cabinet after you had plastic surgery and life hope and you'll be fat like Rob and put that as the cover of Pusha T album. But what pissed me off about it again was the people excusing it, saying it well he was doing it for the art of it, for the message, for the message, blah blah blah. And somebody sold the photo Somebody got paid for it. Let's be clear. The original photo was taken by somebody who was working for Whitney at the time or something of the other. Okay, Bobby Brown's cousin who sold it to a tabloid. Once the tabloid has possession of the picture, once they buy it, they own it. So that 85K that Kanye spent, that didn't go to Whitney's family or anybody in their family. That went to that tabloid that he brought that picture from. 
So for people to sit there and defend it and saying, oh, well, somebody sold it, somebody bought it, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. It's not defendable. It's disgusting. Whitney, yes, we all know that she had her troubles. Ain't nobody denying that. But for everything that that woman gave to us as a community, she ain't never she ain't never changed. Okay, she was always here for us. She was always about our community, about our people. She ain't never switched up on us. She's our icon. She's one of our icons. So for us to sit back and allow him to disrespect her and people just saying, well, it's about the message and the art. Damn that. Like you said, he's addicted to opioids. Put your medicine cabinet up there. Put your business down on Front Street. Don't do anything like that. It was absolutely disgusting. And also, it's absolutely disgusting on Pusha T's part as well. To use that as your album. You're the artist. You're the president of good music. You could have said, nah, I'm good. We're not going to do that. We're going to go another direction. You said yourself the night before that y'all, you had a totally different album cover. That he came to you and was like, oh, no, push, you got to do this. this no. You could have said, nah, I'm good. We're not going to do that. Whitney's too much of an icon. We're not going to do Whitney like that. Plain and simple. That's why I hope Drake and Joe ass. And them Drake. And them. It's it's heartbreaking for me. Like I like I say, everything about like I love Whitney. Like love her, love her, love her. Um, even when she passed away her funeral, like I sat and I literally cried. Um because it was so I guess like a, it was so quick. It's like, oh, something's wrong with me. And then you hear that she passed. And it's like, you want to be protective of your icon. And that's one of the things that I'm having trouble with. It's like people are so quiet about her legacy. But you were just two or three weeks ago. And we see it now even with R. Kelly and his numbers going up. And, oh, well, I'm going to go by the Cosby show. Or I want this. You know, you bag those people legacies that are guilty that are on video that you see peeing on a child Bill Cosby's self-admitted rapist and then you had Whitney that was battling her own demons that deserve redemption but you would sit here and be quiet while somebody says okay let's get the last photo of you know before she died and let me put it on an album cover, not even thinking about Whitney Mother is still alive. Preach. How heartbreaking is that that, you know, my daughter, her last moments is being all you know, just broadcast all over the world again. So this is a second time this moon has been open. And not only that, she's without her granddaughter. So how terrible of a person do you have to be? What if somebody would have released the photos? I mean, if you want to be provocative, release the photos of when your mom was on the table. Like, I'm just going to be flat out honest. If you want to be that provocative and want to be so genius and, oh, it's the art, there's a message behind that. Okay, there's a message behind loving yourself. You know, if you want to go that route. But just, just for you to do that, no. And I mean... 
he was already counseled from the slavery but Charles Clement just like put the nail in the coffin like you cannot come out of that trash can like yep. ever yep he is definitely canceled just like Robert Kelly and yes I'm not gonna leave that alone because y'all gonna cancel his ass I'm so ooh I'm just, every time I think about it Y'all get on my damn nerves, okay? He is canceled. I don't want to see him no more. Disgusting. Anywho, let's go to, um, I guess we can go to something else in the news um, that we saw. We got the NFL ban on players kneeling. I mean, unfortunately, we saw that coming because they're punk and we knew that they were going to back down to Trump because that's what they're going to do. And a possible pending 15-yard, they haven't decided on that part yet, but the 15-yard penalty plus fines if any player or anybody on the field kneels. Um, what do you think of the policy? And I mean, they can, according to the policy, they can choose to stay in the locker room if they want to, but nobody can kneel on the field. They have to stand for the anthem. Which I would say, I, I think the biggest thing is not being visible. Um, and I think in certain movements, this may sound crazy, we're too visible. Um, where our next steps are known. Don't be visible. So if you can stay in the locker room, stay in the locker room. Because that's your protest. This is the reason why. Because Essentially, the NFL is saying, okay, if you don't want to kneel, I mean, we don't want you to kneel, but if you don't want to, you know, stand up for the anthem, then you're in the locker room. At this point, we know in the country that if you're in that locker room, nine times out of ten, you're in that locker room because you don't agree. You you are still in protest. And I, I think that that's okay with me. Um, I'm not protesting for players to kneel. Because that's essentially still asking the establishment for the right to do what basically these veterans have fought for. And Colin Neal, because he acts a veteran, how can I be respectful but still protest, you know, what I feel in my heart is right? Oh, well, if you kneel. So he kneeled and veterans are still saying, Oh, it, you know, it's not enough. You're protesting the flag. No one is protesting the flag. It has been established over and over and over and over and over again. It's like dead horse. They were a constantly beat. No one is protesting the flag. First of all, the flag is just a piece of material. Since the Revolutionary War, America has not been to war for freedom. Let, let's just put that out there. There has not been a war fought since the Revolutionary War for freedom. Not one. If you go back to any war and you look at it, there have always been underlying issues and it has never been free. Preach. So when you look at that and then you look at the history of America and you're like, okay, well, Tim Tebow kneeled when he was, and he said he was kneeling against the flag because of abortion. That was his right. No one said anything to him. It was a Christian thing to do, which, whatever. 
he um, got applause for right it. he got applause for it and oh he's such an upstanding person but then when you take somebody and say you know what i'm tired of you know seeing black men or black women black children um killed at the hands of the police like you have two men right that was killed within seconds of you pulling up no assessment of the situation not to see and the person had already told you maybe it's a play gun um none of that you have you know philando castell that did everything that he was supposed to do you still killed him you have a young man that died in the stairway of new york just coming down the stairs and you are quote-unquote afraid um so when you see this and this is a trend so this is not just a one-off thing this is a trend this has been going on we are just now aware of it because we have so much news at our fingertips we can see these videos because they're taken on our smartphones but just to think that at one point we didn't have smartphones we didn't have access to news across different regions so it's been happening we just had no clue because we were so in a bubble i guess so i mean the nfl is really trash i have i'm not watching another game like not watching and it's not even about just oh you're protesting because they can't you know no it's because they are okay with black players yeah and they're okay with black players um they have even been through the same thing at play <laughs> um been through police brutality and saying be quiet basically so i mean as far as the nfl goes i mean my issue is is that so the nba has the rule where people have to where you know they have to stand for the anthem they put that in place after um oh man i can't remember his name right now he was a um a muslim player but he he was protesting the flag because he said that um he as a black man couldn't stand for a flag that didn't defend you know that wasn't for him so um, after that rule, after that, the NBA put in place, they sat down with their players union, and they put in place the rule that said people have to stand. However, they, in the NBA, they allow the players, even though they have to stand, they can, during, you know, the anthem or whatever, they can wear their t-shirts, their socks, whatever, to show, you know, yeah. what they stand for, whatever like that. But in the NFL... The reason they ran into this issue, first and foremost, is because they decided to change the format. People people want to pretend and act like they forgot. But if you're an NFL watcher, then you know that they didn't even used to do the anthem. Right. Like they, the players didn't even used to, to come out during that. It wasn't until after September 11th when the military came and said, hey, we'll give y'all so-and-so mm-hmm. many dollars if y'all, you know, do this ceremony come out during that so to be honest it, it's fake patriotism it's just about money anyway so the nfl has never been about patriotism so let's cancel that argument as well but if you're to me all they did with this rule was create the problem again because now okay you're saying players have to come out and stand for the anthem 
um, you know, they can't kneel, but if they don't want to, if they still want to quote-unquote protest, then they can stay inside. So now what you're doing is you're putting players in an awkward position still because they're like, okay, well, if I stay, should I stay inside? Should I not stay inside? If I do stay inside, people are going to ask, mm, is he protesting? You know, is he a part of the protest? Because, I mean, because some guys might just be in the locker room because they need an extra couple minutes, yeah. you know, getting a quick massage or something like that because their knees bother. Some, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're putting, I mean, it, at, at, the, at the end of the day, you're still, you still have the exact same problem. So my thing is, is that you should have just, hey, let people express themselves the way they want to. Like you said, Colin Kaepernick specifically went to a veteran and asked, hey, what should I do to still be respectful, but also to, to get my protest across? And the veteran himself told him to kneel. There are tons of veterans out there who support kneeling and support what Colin Kaepernick did. So we can't, you know what I mean? So I, 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 to be honest, you guys only made this decision, point blank and period, because of Trump. There's no okay. ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's the reason that you made this decision. You made the call. It was about Trump. It was about money. Period. So, stop it. I mean, the army of the military has the NFL millions of dollars. So, this is not something that is like, oh, we're just giving you $100,000 to coordinate, you know, your inconvenience. They pay them millions of dollars to actually do, quote-unquote, the flag ceremony and all of that. So, for you to say, oh, well, the NFL really, the NFL doesn't care about veterans. And just to be honest, most Americans don't really care about veterans. Like, you walk past them going to your football games at the stadium and hop right over them and you just, you know, regulate all oh, this is just a regular, you know, homeless person or something like that. That you don't ever, you know, take the time to sit down and say, okay, well, you know what's going on, or that person should just get a job, not knowing that they're still suffering from PTSD from Vietnam War. You know, like there's so many things that I feel like as America, like you're being a hypocrite. Like you don't really, you're more concerned about shutting up black people about racism than you really are about veterans. Because if you really were concerned about veterans, we wouldn't have so many of them that are homeless. Um, that are paying for their health insurance, um, that are suffering from PTSD, from wars that should have never been fought in the first place. Um, like, it, it just wouldn't be an issue. And just for you guys to be like, oh, um, well, even the money that you saved last year from running your jerseys and not buying a new one that you probably get, I, you didn't go to a mission and be like, you know what? Let me pay a month for a veteran. You didn't do that. So it, it's fake, and you're really disguising your racism as patriotism. And it, we see you, basically. Like, um, we see you. Because if, even before Colin kneeled, there were veterans that were saying, look, even if I don't particularly agree with his protest, or what he, like, I can't knock him because this is the same thing that I fought for. So that lets me, again, that furthers the argument that you didn't go to, and you know you didn't go to Afghanistan, Iraq, for freedom. You didn't. You went to protect their opening field and oil. 
Exactly. Very true. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back. So we'll do it. Can I say some more time or under time or something? We are at, according to this, like a minute, I mean, an hour 56. So we're like in the hour-ish block. So no, we are very under time. Okay, so we gotta keep going. But um, yeah, let's take a, just a moment. It was more like, I mean, I'll try out. Well, I mean, I think I think that for him in the beginning, he was just like, okay, let me get, you know, I want my job back, woo, 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 but now I, that's why he, you know, he's suing because he's like, okay, y'all really didn't, you know, ban yeah. me from this league, and if y'all not gonna, I'm gonna prove, you know, to people, because people believe that it was a talent, at first people kept saying, it was a talent, but now it's clear, you yeah. know, with all the stuff, the evidence is coming out from his lawsuit, no, they really was, yeah. you know, I mean, I definitely wasn't talent, because it's like, for their people with work that like way worse than they have a um they have a job and I don't know, like I just never heard him really I don't know if he did for like saying that he's like always oh, behind me or something like that. Just like he you know, I'll try out because fans want me to be there and show up to see what I'm doing. Wow. What the hell did I do different? Because the static ain't as loud. Why am I? <laughs> oh, so, okay. <laughs> it's a transfer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's okay. I can make it. If I can get my thing to Alright. No, though? <laughs> oh, what did we say? We left off on, um, NFL. So we can we can um just close up on that and then jump into um we don't want to like jump into another current event that's going on but kinda how you said you want to talk Meek Mill. It was just about yeah, about him not meeting with Trump. There we go. Okay. That's ties in. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, I have to, like, take this moment, and I just want to give a shout-out to Meek Mill um, and Jay-Z. Like, I feel like Jay-Z reached out to Meek Mill telling him that don't meet with Trump is a good move because it's like, look, you just get out. Your fans are excited. Don't commit career suicide. Like, don't do it. Um, and I, I don't know. That's a good relationship, too, to have, like, in a rap game because you hear about so much beef. And it's like, look, Jay-Z is saying, look, I'm, you know, 
hey, don't do it. And it speaks to her also as well. It's like, look, this man know what's going on. Like, he knows that um, about police brutality. He knows about um, unfair lending practices, all of this stuff. And like, he has been part of millions of lawsuits uh, for discriminatory practices. So he knows um, the ins and outs of America and how it works. So we don't need to meet with him anymore. Your goal at this point now should be what what money are you putting behind it? How are you going to help um, America fight where we don't have the same job opportunities? Because I'm like, unless when you really want to target poverty, crime, um, education, you provide better jobs. You provide better education. There's no reason that I think education should be attached to property taxes. Um, if you go to school and you're a student, everyone deserves the same education, whether you stay in an upper, you know, middle class area or you stay in a lower middle class area or you live in poverty. Like, if you go to school, you deserve the same education. Your teacher should be of the same caliber. Um, there shouldn't be that big of a distinction between what student A receives because they stay in the hood and what student B receives because you know, they stay in the suburbs. Um, so I definitely, like, appreciate Jay-Z for that, and I appreciate McNeil for listening to that advice and saying, you know what, I'm not going to meet the, you know, meet with him because I'm like, this is the same person that took out an ad for um, five, rapists in, five rapists in New York that were um, basically a part of the system that you're trying to, you know, change. And the reform hasn't happened since the 90s. So, it's no point. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like how Meek's been moving since he's been out. So, I agree with you on that. Shout out to Jay. Shout out to Meek. You know, yeah. I like the moves he's making. He seemed like he got his guy's head, you know, back on his shoulders. Like, he's in a good space. So, hopefully he keeps it going. Yeah. You know. And I, I think him, and I understand, like, he's like, okay, I want to speak with the president, or if it was maybe another president, then I would be like, okay, I can understand you saying, okay, look, I've been in the system, this is what happened to me, um, what can we do on a federal level where this is not happening um, as much? Because, I mean, essentially, you can't say it's going to be a zero percent thing, where it's not happening as much. With this president, it's enough. Like, you're talking to a brick wall. It's no point of even meeting with him to try to discuss prison reform when he doesn't even know what's wrong with it. Um, when he thinks stopping frisk is a good thing to do when it has been shown that it's not, that it targets um, people of color at a larger rate than it does white people. So, yeah, it, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's not a good thing at this point to even talk to him. Basically. So, good moves, me. We appreciate you not going <laughs> to meet with Trump. Because we didn't want to have to cancel you, too. No. I'm just saying. Because we would have canceled you. <laughs> For real. 
<laughs> keep in mind the nightmares on my playlist. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That would have been so sad if we had to throw that one away. Know, like imagine yeah. being in a club and not and just to get hype when you hear like I used to pray for Christ like this is like Yeah, man, exactly. That was fun. So thank you, Mick. We appreciate you. I happen to get canceled. Get canceled out here. So, um, sticking with, I guess, um, current events, pop culture stuff, um, we can do just a quick rundown of things that are going on, obviously. Drake and Migos going on tour. Do we care? No care? I don't. Like, of course, I'm always down to see Drake. I feel like he puts on a good show. I'm the one time that I need to see him. I don't want to see the Migos. Like, I only, I don't even know what songs that they sing, and I know it sounds really bad. And I'm pretty sure I listen to the radio and probably I rap in Migos songs, but it doesn't stick out enough for me. Like, you know what? Let me see who sings the song or who's rapping. Um, I kind of know Quavo's voice, but no, if I do go or have that urge to go, it will probably be like very late, and I feel like it's basically yeah so i mean it's bad but like i feel like and i hate to say this because i love drake but i don't know as i get older i don't relate to drake's music as much like i i love like his older stuff and everything but like i don't know lately the stuff he's been dropping just hasn't been like it hasn't been hidden with me in the same way so it's it's strange i'm going to Maybe a slight breakup with Trey. <laughs> I think we're breaking up. I, nice for what was a good song. Like, I, I put that on my playlist. I think the album before where he kind of went, like, Jamaican. <sighs> like, I yeah. have a couple of joints out there that I'm like, okay, I'll listen to, but it's not like when it comes on. Like, most of the time I skip it. Like, I, if I'm in the shower and it comes on, I don't hop out. Like, let me turn it to track. Um, yeah, that, that album really didn't do it for me. You were, like, I, I enjoyed you. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe because we're not, like, sometimes, you know, Drake makes music when he's in that headspace where, you know, the dude kind of messed up. And you, like, now I'm kind of slick heartbroken, but then I'm not. And it's like, now you don't need that inspiration no more from Drake because you're not scared, you know. That's what I'm saying. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Weird. Like I said, I think we're going through a breakup. Uh oh. My dog is getting upset. We apologize for that. My hate for real life. Getting more attractive. Um, my hate's never been like he's attractive. He's still not somebody I'm like, oh my god, he's Drake. He's more attractive. He's not Degrassi. He can get that work. Degrassi still get the work. He still gets the work. Yes. He's not an interview album. Um, but yeah. I still give him the work. <laughs> yes. But, um, so, I guess, current or what's going on. I don't know. I'm trying to think new music, but. I don't even know who's dropped anything that's new. Wale, 
um, that did that little playlist that what well, I mean you can't call it a playlist. It's like an EP. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which was absolute fire. Definitely fire. And I don't understand why at this point you can't even sleep on Wildlife because that joint was fire. You ain't heard it. You missing. Right. It's absolutely incredible. Like, of course, Wale is like my big brother in my head. We got the same birthday. He's like my spirit animal. Like, I don't understand how people be like, even in his comments on IG, they be coming for him. Like, oh, well, you know, you've been, you know, tweeting his poetry. You like, man, did you really listen to them? Like, come on, no. Like, come on, Black Blade. Like, He be coming with that heat lately. I'm telling you. Nothing but heat lately from Wale. I'm always running for Wale. Always. (laughs) (laughs) TV shows. um, Dear White People. Season 2. Was a good look. I enjoyed it. Not as much as the first season. But I enjoyed the second season. But not as much as the first. Definitely. I have a confession. I have only watched Oh, you gotta catch up. <laughs> like I said, the first season is really good. Really, really good. The second season is a little slow, but that first season is really, really good. Okay, I'm lying. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> Just binge it one day. I mean, it's really. Sh- they only got like. I wanna say. I wanna say 10 episodes. Is it 10 episodes? I don't even know if it's that many. It's a. Very short seasons, but most Netflix um, yeah. series is are short. So, but yeah, you can get through it real quick because <laughs> I got through it like super quick. I was like, wow, it's already over. So. Also, Netflix, Thirteen Reasons Why season two. I ain't checking it out because <laughs> I don't know why they did a season two. Um, I watched season one, and I'm like, it should have ended there, but hey. You know, I almost got to season one. Um, it's one of those things I like. I need to know. Stop prolonging. Like, come on, give me the details, and I stop watching it. And I may pick it back up, but then I feel like I have to rewind to like two episodes so I can get kind of like back into it. I don't know if it's worth it. <laughs> so. yeah. Like I said, I mean, the the like the first season really is just. You get to see, once you get through all of it, you get to see, quote unquote, why she committed suicide. In all honesty, I, I don't know if, I don't know, I can't just say this because you guys, I feel like I'll be feeling insensitive. I, I mean, I, I don't know if maybe their goal in the show was to show, I guess, why, you know, people commit suicide and like that. To me, it, all it did was show, it, it, did, it made you, kind of dislike the girl. You know what I mean? Who committed suicide. It made you dislike her because you're like, so you committed suicide after, I mean, granted, I mean, you committed suicide basically after you watch your friend get raped by, you know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. sat back and you just were silent about that. That's supposed to be your friend. And, I mean, it, it, it didn't make you root for her. Or, I, 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 that's what it's supposed to be. I don't know like the right words to say about it, but and see, and I caught myself, like, and maybe that's one of the reasons why I stopped watching it, because you look for, like, a protagonist, and it's like, okay, I'm rooting for you. And I didn't find myself, like, 
overly rooting for her because I feel like some of us are like, why are you doing this? But then I'm also thinking like, well, this is your mind now. Um, of course, you're in high school, you're not rational. Um, you're right. still developing, you know, those um, problem-solving skills. So uh, I may go back to it. I don't know. Like just to get the full story and see exactly what happened. Um, yeah, I don't know. But, but yeah. then it kind of makes me feel like if she did it for that, I really want to feel bad for her because it's like, you left your friend already in a vulnerable state and then you leave him without a friend. Like, well, in fairness, mm-hmm. in fairness, I have to be fair to her because after um, you find out, like, the very, I would say towards the very, very end of it, you find out that not only did he rape her friend, but he also raped her too. The dude. Oh. So, I mean, yeah, yeah it's, 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 the whole oh. thing is like, really weird with the whole tape thing and everything like yeah. that. It does make you really think about, like, as far as today in high school, who are who's protecting these kids? Because yeah. like, seeing all the opportunities that people had to step in to, you know, before she committed suicide and all the kind of bullying and things that were going on and happening at the school and everybody just sat back and nobody kind of stepped in. That's, that for me, I guess as, a, as an adult, that's the part that gra- I grabbed more. Because like you said, I don't, at this point in my life, I can't relate to, you know, yeah. all, I mean, high school is so, like, <laughs> it wasn't like a long, long time ago, but it was far enough. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah, whatever happened back then happened back then. <laughs> so, but, um, so I don't know. But, um, so, um, I guess, Final thing to say, um, as far as TV, um, if you're a nerd nerd like me, and you watch the Arrowverse, then you know that um, starting this week, all the Arrowverse's shows, minus Supergirl, will be on Netflix. So, yay. I'm going to go back and watch all the seasons, because I enjoy it. Yay. Okay, that was just my nerd moment. So have you tuned in to Black Love? You know, you can't make out all Marshall, well, Marshall, Major. Um, yeah, so. I am, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting for all. Yeah. For it all to finish, because I like to watch them all. Definitely. <laughs> I did the. Without a stop. The first two, because I'm like, man, I can't, you know, I really want to watch it now. Um, so I did watch the first two, and I'm like, oh my like like sometimes you think like okay this was such a good first season the follow-up how are they going to you know keep it going where it's still good you still captivated and I just found myself this season like oh my gosh like it's inspiration um and just seeing that like you know people love in different places and different stages of their lives and everybody's path and journey is not the same. And I'm even excited that they expanded, you know, the demographic where it's not just heterosexual couples, but they do have a lesbian couple. So it's exciting just to see, like, okay, this, you know, different black love. It's not, you know, the same narrative. And all of it is not rooted in, um, perfection. I guess, 
perfection and problems. Like you don't have people who are like, oh well, you know, he did this and this and this and this, which I do think some of it is like, you know, um, coming up the show about accountability is that they do get into, um, I'm pretty sure cheating. But all of it is not the same. So you do have those successful couples that didn't go through that issue. Like they may have other issues with money problems or whatever. Which I would take money problems over cheating. But <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm excited. Like I think I'm gonna go home and watch Accountability. <laughs> <laughs> See now I want to watch it. But I'm holding off. I'm holding off. Till it finishes, so I can watch them all in order. Did you watch Blackish Girl? The latest episode. Oh man, I didn't see the last one, but I saw the um spoiler, so I know they stay together. But I have to go on um Hulu and catch up on so many shows. Yeah. Like I'm so behind on so many shows, so I gotta go in there and catch it. It was a good one. Um, I'm not to go on the show and spoil it for you, but. Um, I guess my greatest lesson that I caught from it, because my mom thought, they got to get back together, like, we, we, you know, hello, Rainbow and Jay, um, was their love languages. Um, and I think that was the biggest thing for me, and I don't know if a lot of people caught it, is that once they start speaking each other love languages and not trying to make that person have the same love language, it works. Like, the very end, like, it probably Oh my gosh, it is so sweet. Um, but I, I think a lot of people do that. It's like, okay, well, I my love language is acts of service, so I want you to have the same thing for me instead of like, okay, if yours is quality time, I'm gonna make sure that I call out time just for you, where it's just me, whether we're watching TV, and it's acts of service as well as vice versa. It's like I'm gonna always do things for you to let you know. I love you, whether it's, you know, picking up your dry cleaning or, you know, um, I mean, I think even fixing dinner for them is, you know, acts of service. So, I think, like, I, I love that she touched on, you know, the, the aspect that they touch on love languages because, to be honest, I don't think a lot of people know love languages, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. know about it or even talk about it. Who knows? But I I feel like it is so so important because I don't think a lot of people understand the importance of love languages and that people really do have different love languages. Not only that, that it's important that you should as your own like going on your own self journey that you should learn yeah. what your love language is. Like that's so imperative I, I feel like in becoming who who you are as a person. You know what I mean? And it helps in all relationships, not just romantic, you know, even with your family where you kind of know, okay, um, you know, these are the things. Because we, not going to say gravitate, but we understand people from what we know. And it's like, look, they don't speak the same love language as you. So they don't have the same, quote, you know, maybe the same values or you might buy them a gift and they're like, thanks. <laughs> they're not overjoyed with you because that's not their love language. You know, so, uh, yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> I love that. I like it. Makes me think now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the topic, we're definitely going to have to cover that one. Cause I like, I love love languages, so that's definitely a good one. Um, let's think, we went, we went TV, we did music, 
um, new movies coming out. Deadpool two, well, Deadpool two is out. Ocean eight is coming out next what? week. What? Uh huh. June
and you know, as far as bras, I don't even invest in bras anymore. I just buy like the little bralettes and sports bras, mm-hmm. and I'm good. <laughs> Other than that, so. But yeah, I love lingerie. Like, love it. If I don't even have to have a boyfriend, like if I go on vacation, I am packing my lingerie and. <laughs> When I went on a cruise by myself, like, every night I came back into the room, put on my lingerie, and I stood on a balcony with the cameras around the boat <laughs> <laughs> in my lingerie. Like, I love lingerie. Uh-oh. I don't, like, I don't know. Like, of course, when it comes down to bras, I'm not this fortunate. The cups got to be full. <laughs> because my cups run it over, so I have to have a bra, unfortunately. Um. So, yeah, I love lingerie, but, you know. Mm-hmm. I sleep naked. I don't <laughs> got no time for it. That's why, you ever notice why I don't really take photos that night? Because I don't have photos. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting too personal. <laughs> no, <laughs> TMI, TMI. There's going to be a couple of people flying my DMs. <laughs> so, I heard. Listen, maybe he'll fly. Yes. Come on over. I'm here for it. But um so but did I already did I mention that I yeah, after I told you I slid in the DM that I'm thinking about doing again. So yeah. yes. I, my fingers are crossed. I found I another guy I'm gonna try, I think. So I found out the DM. So it was this guy. He requested my friend like a while back. I mean, this dude is so attractive. So, of course, I had a boyfriend in the meantime. Well, before that, just in the situation ship. So, like today, he slid in my DMs. I'm like, <laughs> oh. I mean, <laughs> hey. <laughs> so, I'm like, I mean, okay, I see you. <laughs> Listen, okay. Because I kind of, I didn't slide in his DMs. I like sent him a message. I'm like, you know, like, I like, you know, your work. I see your photographer. Um, I have, like, a lot of things that's coming up. So, you know, maybe we should, you know, hook up and we'll take pictures. Just let me know your rates or whatever. And he was like, well, just let me know where I need to be. And then, of course, like, he went on my Instagram. And he liked all these pictures on Instagram. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And hold, then, on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Did he creep squad back? Like to the photos way back. It won't way. It was back, back, back. He didn't know because of course you know, I got like all oh, four thousand posts on Instagram. But he went back. I think until I know at least like December. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. And he oh, just sent one, right. He just sent one of my pictures with like the eye emojis, like the the messy eyes. That's what I call them. The little uh-huh. two eyes, the messy Listen. ones. Mm. Like what that. kind of photos y'all take? <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm taking over there. I take good photos. Some people call my photos thirst traps, which I don't agree that they're thirst traps. But yeah, so I'm like, I mean, hey. Who cares if they're thirst trap, bro? <laughs> Listen, trap them. <laughs> yeah, all day. Okay. Now, sometimes I have, like, I wanted, um, I think it was like November, I had put a thirst trap over. Because it was technically meant to be a thirst trap. Like, I just need to get the attention. When I get the attention, I'm going to delete it. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. I'm like, oh, okay. Got the text message. Delete. <laughs> Listen, 
Thankfully, when I learned how to do that little self-timer thing, but when I go on vacation, I was booty pics all day. I'm traffic. Boom. Boom. Cake by the pan. Boom. Do it. Like, I had one. Like, I was jealous. And I don't even, like, I can't even, like, share the picture. Like, it was popping. I'm like, <laughs> and that was without the timer. It was just white, like triangle. I'm like, yes. So yeah, I'm yeah. for thirst straps. <laughs> thirst straps, we here for it. We, we ain't haters up here, okay? All body positivity, women empowerment. Do what you want to do, sis. Yeah. Show it off if you want to. We here for it. Go for it. I hate. And um. On that note, I'm trying to think about um, relationships. Since we're on relationships again, we think I always come back. It's starting to turn into a relationship, so I think. But um, I guess we can talk about um, that leading us into what discussions are you tired of as it relates to black women. I saw this on Instagram. And it caught my attention because I, because one, I just wanted to see the comments and what people were going to talk about. So I was like, okay, this will be a good topic. So I want to ask you, what discussions are you tired of as it relates to black women? Um, being gold diggers. Um, that that's one of the conversations that are just kind of irky to me, where they're like oh, well, you know, I feel like black women have to settle almost. Like, we shouldn't be gold diggers or whatever you want to call it. Like, I don't think it's gold diggers to say, okay, I want you financially responsible. But when it's negative and saying, oh, well, you should feel bad because you want a man to be a provider and to, you know, take care of the household and to be able to hold it down for your children. Like, I'm tired of that discussion. I'm tired of um, black single mothers are the reason why we're in the situation that we're in today because they were on welfare. No one picked your daddy up in the food stamp truck and made him leave the house. It was crack. Um, like just being honest, like we we like you can't turn around and there was a whole there's a whole crack epidemic during that time. Like and I'm saying that there was it was a, it, it swept up a lot of people on both ends, whether it was the person that sold it or the person that was using it. It it took a lot of men from the household. So I'm tired of that conversation like, oh well black women got welfare and it automatically took away from out of the household. It did not. You could also have been married and on welfare. Like you cannot stay with her and not count your income. Like it don't work that way. Um so that's one of the big things. Makeup. Well, well, why do we have to wear makeup? Makeup is not for you. <laughs> it is for me. I don't watch YouTube tutorials for two hours every day to be like, you know what, this is for a man. No, this is for me. This is what I enjoy. I'm with you. Like I don't, I don't get why men care about makeup so much. Like, that is weird to me. Like, I see a lot of dudes have this weird obsession with women's makeup, hair, and all that stuff, and I'm like, 
We don't do that for y'all. <laughs> right. So why do you even care? Let me do whatever I want to do with my face and my hair. Yep. Please. Okay? Yep. Speaking of makeup tutorials, <laughs> girl, I was watching one, and I finally found my no makeup makeup tutorial. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Takes me like 10 minutes to do, super quick, and it's popping. Yes. <laughs> and no foundation. Yes. <laughs> Wins. But anyway. Yeah, so that's my, and I, you know what me, because I'm in like this conscious, I call them hoteps, and I know that's not the best thing because hoteps is a, hotep is a very positive term, um, but like one of the time, one of the questions one day was like, is there anything that you can do for the black community, like three things that you would do to put us in a better position? I mean, you have, when you just really explore the topic, it's so much that you can do. And the first thing one of the guys in front of us was like, I saw black women for wearing weave. Weave has been. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I swear. Of all topics <laughs> he could throw out, he said, I want to stop women from wearing the wigs. And wigs like, and wigs. Listen. Wow. Again, that's one of the things. I don't wear weave for you. Like, I wear it because I'm like, oh my gosh. It is cold outside. My hair halfway holds on to moisture. I can't wash it every day. I don't want my washing clothes crunchy. So let me go ahead and put some box of braids in, some fresh braids in, and put me on a weave or get in so many. I don't think about white women when I do it, and I don't think about Negroes. Like, I think about what is going to be best for my natural hair. Like, that's it. <laughs> Um, for me, it's convenient. It's convenient. Absolutely. I'm like, especially if you travel for work or you go to the gym, um, it's convenient. And <laughs> I don't think men realize how difficult it is to take to um, you know what I mean, take care of your natural hair. Especially like you said, like I go to the gym, you know, six to seven times a day a week. So, like. I can't wash my hair every single day because that's just not going to be healthy for my hair at all to yeah. do. So I have to find a way to stretch it. And the, the best way for me, i found, and the easiest way is with braids or whatever like that, something like that, to, you know, stretch out my, my washes and things like that. So I'm, I'm fully with you on that. I don't understand why men have that obsession. It's weird. Yeah, and I'm like, natural hair, my own, um, I can definitely own like an average, probably about three hours on wash day, just doing my hair, like the basics. Wash um, day's the worst. <laughs> now, when you go into, oh, let me do some twists. Like, I did the smallest twist one time on my hair. It took me two and a half days for twists. <laughs> Um, I mean, they were nice. They stayed up, I think, three weeks. But that's just how long it took me to do that. And I'm like, and then, of course, you still have to maintain them because you don't want your hair to get matted and, you know, tangling to each other and all of that stuff. So I'm like, it's it's a lot of work. Um, And when you have, I don't have children, but I'm like, when you add on children and you got to wash their hair, it's a, I can definitely see, you know, it's being worked. You're like, look. 
I just need to make sure that my natural hair stays healthy. And we're also going to get on that versatility. Like, I don't put heat on my natural hair. Um, if I do, it's maybe once or twice a year. And that's because I cut my own split ends off or trim mm-hmm. my own dead hair. That's it. And I feel more comfortable with doing it right it's, you know, straight. And I can see, okay, these need to go. But I don't put color, flat iron, all of that. I don't do that. So, of course, it's like, oh, girl, I want some bundles because I want a bob. Not cutting my natural <laughs> hair in a bob. <laughs> it's not going to look right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm over that conversation. Like, we is not killing the black community. The money that we spend on we is not killing the black community. If anything, it's helping because it has allowed so many women to become entrepreneurs. Yes. Um, in the community, whether they are styling hair, they're selling, um, making wigs, um, even coming up with new techniques. Like I saw this yes. one lady doing it by skin, and I was like mesmerized. Um, so this one's I'm like I don't I don't get it. I'm like these people are making money. Like they're even coming up with new methods, hair products. I mean, you got black women making edge control, like everything. Do you? Exactly. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. It's a big business, and I love to see that we're finally, you know, taking taking it back and getting in there and making money off of it. So I'm happy about that part of it. Absolutely. So I'm. I'm, That's that's one of the things, and I'm like. And then we're not even acknowledging that there are some black women that are owning the process of their business from start to finish. So they're not going through a middleman to get the hair. They're going straight to the person saying, okay, this is my hair. This is, you know, how it's set up. So they're owning their whole process. Yep. So I'm not mad at them about that. So I just really want us to stop talking like, oh, well, it's me, well, blah, blah, blah. Listen, if you don't want a woman that wears don't get you one. There's enough women walking around that wear their natural hair every day. Yes. Like, my boyfriend didn't care. He was like, I love your natural hair. Um, you know, I think you look cute. I love it when you wear your little chula afro puffs. But when I came through and I had Shirley on the week and it was like long and it was wavy, guess what? He was ready to go. It was popping. When I had the mohawk on, he was excited. So, I'm not, you know, Let's just stop talking about it. And a lot of y'all, just to be honest, it's the straight hair that you have an issue with. Because one of the guys in a group, um, I had posted a picture and he was like, Oh yeah, Queen, you, you natural, you natural like it's a wig. <laughs> <laughs> so and, but it was because the wig was like this big curly like wig right. that almost looked like my natural hair. He was like, yeah, queen, natural, blah, blah, this is how a queen should be. It's a wig. Like, yeah. so it's just a look <laughs> that y'all are caught up on, like, my Afro post, even, like, these are things that I have clipped onto my hair because they both are the same size, and they look cute. <laughs> I'm so glad my hair has gotten to the space where my little puffs look so amazing. Yes. So happy about that. <laughs> As black women, that's a celebration. <laughs> For those of y'all who don't understand, it's a celebration when them puffs be even yeah. and, the, and them edges is 
off leak or whatever the new term is. <laughs> but um, so yeah. That's that's one of my things. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. For me, I would say interracial relationships. Uh, interracial relationships. Tired of that conversation. Colorism. I know it's gonna always be a topic, and we definitely shouldn't, you know, swipe it under the rug. But it's like at this point, I feel like it's gotten worse. You know what I mean? Like the conversation. Some of the conversations I'm seeing are like ten times worse than I would say even they used to be. Like I've seen people call people who are light skinned like, oh, you ain't all black, you cancel artists just because they light. And I'm like, I mean, when we start this, when are we? Some of all this stuff is like it's it's yeah. a, it's too much. So I'm over. I'm over that conversation too. Like, I know we, like I said, I guess I can, we can't be over colorism in general. Like, we need to keep talking about it. But I'm just like, in regards to like separating black women into this category, into that category. And, you know, I guess take an example of like, um, the, the celebrity girl, um, Yari on uh, mm-hmm. Grownish. How she caught so much flat from her show because people were saying she only had light skinned people on it, and she said that she herself didn't feel like she was light skinned, and so people would just jump down her throat or whatever like that. And I'm just like, she's definitely shit. more brown to me. I don't know, even though huh? black, she's definitely more brown. Not getting into Thank color, you. color, but she's. If you're going to have an argument, at least let it be. An argument? Yeah, like, that has nothing going to be to it at all. But, I don't know, I I think colorism for me is similar to racism. Like, you can't talk about it. Yeah. Um, Well, not talking about it is not going to make it go away. I do think we have to realize that it's in the place. There are certain things that whiter people you have that, um, I guess that privilege. To say, okay, you know, it's a little easier for you. It's definitely one of those things that I think we need to abolish in our community. Like, look, at the end of the day, we are all black people, whether we are light-skinned, we're brown-skinned, we're dark, whatever you want to call it. We're all black people in this. (sighs) I just want the conversation to be, I guess I would say more, I don't want to say more productive, but I just want it to be more constructive. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I just want people to, like, because I just feel like, like the, with colorism, it's everywhere. Yeah. And all these different, like, you know what I mean? Like, this topic, you know, light skin privilege, what is really, what do people really tend to light skin or you know I, like I, that's weird because like you said like with Yari I don't I, I when I look at her I don't consider her light skin and some people say they consider light skinned people people who are mixed um but not, not everybody who's mixed is light skin yeah and I think like Zendaya okay she's like 
Yeah. Um, but Holly's not in Holly's mix. Yeah. And that's okay. It's just, first of all, it's a lot of people that are by couple we're talking about. Well, I'm kind of like it. There's nothing about you we need to get it first of all. Let's get this together. Filters <laughs> do not make you ice cubes. <laughs> I seen a post today. And it said that all, you know, all shades of black women are, are beautiful. And it said light skin, brown skin, dark skin. And every one of them sisters was brown skin. And you just was like, are y'all, are y'all colorblind? Because <laughs> they all look the same. What are y'all talking about? And then when you think about it, you like, look, it's like a whole demographic of women that is forgetting between Zendaya and Lupita. Like, it's yep. like, <laughs> and it's crazy, like, not making light of it, but it's like, come on, man, like, at the end of the day, we're all black you women, and it's some, of course, in most ways, we all go through the same thing, because we are black women. Again, there, your privilege may extend a little more by you being light-skinned, but it's recognizing that privilege and saying, you know what, let me use my privilege just the same way. I mean, it kind of works the same way in racism. It's like, you know what? If you know that you have that privilege, just be quiet <laughs> for a lot yeah. of conversations um, that deals around, I guess, colorism. Because even though when you think about light skin, it's like, well, someone said something bad to me because I was light skin. Or why do we have this movement about, you know, dark skinned girls? And it's the same thing, like, light skin has always been the standard, okay? If you're light skin, you're automatically beautiful. You know, you have a better chance of getting a job or, you know, all of these opportunities where if, or you have a good grade of here. If you're black, you're automatically, the first thing that people argue to you, that's a hit, you know, whatever. So I'm like, you have to understand that there is a, a privilege there. Um, and you use that privilege to say, you know what? I'm, you know, rocking with somebody that has dark skin. Like, you not going to pick me against them. And I think a lot of women allow that competition to go on. Like, I see it on social media. Um, they allow that um, if you like skin or, I, like, if you see a post like this, don't engage. I need all my life skin beautiful women to drop a post. Don't engage. Don't engage. Because mm-hmm. that's one of those things that put that competition out there, it's like, you know, even if you like them, you're like, okay, well, am I miserable, blah, 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 but it, it, it segregates, you know, another part of the population, don't engage, even on the other end, oh, I need all my dark skin, beautiful girls to show, you know, what skin popping it, no, we all popping Yep, exactly. We not doing this, Kodak Black. I feel like that goes to women, too, though. I feel like we, as a group of women, we need to be more unified. There's so much competition amongst black women. Like it's 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 bad. Like it's sad to me. Like I and I don't understand. Like what are we competing for? Yeah. Men, I like I don't like it's not even productive stuff. Like we not not jobs, not money. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. men. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and I love men. Don't, 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 don't come for me if you want to come in on this and be like, oh, let me try to. I love men, but I am not competing with another woman about a man because if you 
put me in a seat that I got a companion, you are not mine. Plain and exactly. simple. <laughs> I'm going to let you win, sweetheart. <laughs> oh, man. That's too much. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, next time, pin in. <laughs> Black women don't pin. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to what other um topics are we sick of hearing about? You oh, said colorism. Can we cancel the lady at the barbecue? Like it was funny, it was like the first week or two. Her meme's gonna be forever. Yeah, like we stuff with it. <laughs> but I just want I'm I'm over it. Like, I'm over it. I had more fun with the nigger navy thing first like the what you remember when Yahoo made a mistake? It was supposed to be Nigger Navy, and they published the article, and it had Nigger Navy. Oh man! And Black no, Twitter <laughs> in true fashion <laughs> ran with it, and it was a hashtag. Yeah, it, it was like awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just want her to be canceled. Um, I miss the black dude with the pump. Like, I miss him. He's him. He's funny. Like, yeah, I enjoy him. Oh, they should make a movie called The That would be dope. <laughs> I think I'm going to create myself. Um, let me see. What else do I have to talk about? I want to say Kanye, but he going to do some dumb ass bullshit next week. <sighs> I'm proud of Trump, though. I will say that. And I tried, like, when he was first president, like, I was going in on his ass, like, every minute on my face, bastards, blah, 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 like, just going mm-hmm. in. And now I'm like, you know what? I am not going to let you, you know, take up space on my news feed with your bad hair. And I really want him to go away. Simpsons I found myself just not even focusing on him. In his words, and him being in office, I just been focusing mostly on, you know, the policies and things like that are coming, that are coming out. Because if you focus on him, you just be unhappy. So I just try to shift my focus to only focus on like the policies and the issues and things like that. Because he's a mess. Period. End of story. The one good thing I saw saw was. That they're thinking about with the tax cuts or the tax reforms, they're mm-hmm. thinking about um, going back and using that money instead to pay for it to pay educators. Huh. So that to me is a plus. That's a positive. That's a win. Yeah. So I, I gotta take the positives where I can. <laughs> you In this pull. presidency, you gotta pull. Which, yeah. I mean, definitely, and I think they. Teachers definitely deserve it. I saw like an article a while back where in Miami, of course, housing is like skyrocketing, um, where they were offering the teachers to stay in school. I'm like, bro, you think I want to stay in the same place where I work because you won't pay me enough to stay in the same county? It's ridiculous. Like, ridiculous what we give to education. I'm like, first of all, you took 1% of the defense budget. Just 1%. You will probably overfund 
I don't think you could ever overfund education, but where we are now, you will probably overfund. <laughs> like exactly. the budget will be booming. I'm like, I just, yeah. Mm. we'll see yeah that's all we can say about that because obviously with the good there's the bad yeah. and as we've seen 1500 immigrant children are just missing just gone like nobody knows where they are so I, that's I just, one of those things you when I first read about it I'm like what in the entire hell like, I'm reading the first article, and I'm like, the whole time, you can't displace these children. It's no way possible. First of all, I think it's inhumane to separate families. First, I don't care about, oh, well, this is America. You have to do it the right way. If a person has been here 20, 25 years, they don't have a record. Nothing is going on with them. Why are you separating them from their children? If they've been here six years, they've been here one year, and they have a child, that child should not be separated from their parents. At that point, you just got to eat it. Like, these people are not on government assistance and all of what people want to claim. Oh, they're on government assistance and they're taking something from you. They actually pay into a system that they don't have representation from before they can even become citizens. Because you have to pay taxes, I think, three years um, while you're in that process. But you're not even a citizen. But I want your money. How stupid is that um, on us to even do that? Um, but I'm like, you can lose these children. Who, who, who took them? Where's your receipt form or forms, paperwork? You just, you basically gave these children to sex traffickers. You somebody has their slaves somewhere like come on man come on and i'm like america we are too big of a country and want to be in people business too much to do this (laughs) to do this like we call out everybody everybody and we lost and the crazy thing about it is if you know that they have a number of 1500 children we can probably to be fair triple it Probably more than that, but you can probably triple that. Okay, you lost 1,500, so technically probably about 4,500 children that have been lost because we technically don't know how long this has been going on. I know people like, oh, well, it's probably just been since Obama. I mean, since uh, Trump. Let's be honest, this probably has been going on since Obama. Was it that big because you probably didn't have as much rain under Obama's administration? Probably not. But it's definitely been happening before Trump got in office. It's probably now just being, you know, well, put like out it. there and brought into the new life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have ICE that's literally going to schools that have a population of immigrant students. And parents are even afraid to pick up their children now because they don't know if ICE is going to be there and say, okay, I need to see your documentation. Or they're not even getting support from local police departments. They're, I mean, there's basically you can say going rogue. So it's definitely disheartening. And for them to say, I think the last article I read was that we basically, it's not our fault. It's our fault. Yeah. It just, it's just heartbreaking to even to read it. So that's why, like I said, we got to take 
the good, whatever good we can pull. Because when stories like that come out, it's just like, ugh. so whatever good we can pull from this administration while he's in there for these four years, and <laughs> I hate to say it, probably, possibly the next four years after that. So we just got to pull what we can, you know, what yeah. we can when we can. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely tired of him. Um, oh, so, just about what I've learned, it's not that I'm tired of hearing about it, what I haven't heard about or had enough information to even have a, an opinion, and I really still don't have a strong one, um, but the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, so I've always, like, not known enough about it. But I had, like, one of those things that I think we should talk about more or hear about more is that conflict. And I think it sheds light on actually what's happening and, you know, see what's really going on from what we I feel like in the news. You're absolutely correct because I feel like, in all honesty, that's probably going to be the next world war. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like, that's why I feel like you're absolutely right. I think we need to really focus on that and learn as much as we can because I feel like that's going to be the next, the next big war. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so. I don't, like, just, like I said, listening to the interviews and, like, reading, and I'm like, man, what is really going on? And then you see, like, children being killed, and you're like, okay, well, this was the deal with today, and then you hear about another day two months later was like oh well this trump the day that you heard about you know two months ago it's like well what's really happening for so long i guess you can say i had like my head in the sound well we're so far removed away from it but it's like as the international community i don't know why america is so kind of removed from that if you well i do know um but i'll hold my opinion off but um yeah, it, it's really just disheartening, but I do think it's growing where it's, you're going to see sides being chosen. I would say very soon, and you, you know, you have to know where you stand on that. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. More to come on that. Yeah. Do some more research, and <laughs> we'll bring y'all some more on that one. But, um, like you said, we definitely, as just in general, we need to start placing our focus there. For sure. So I'm trying to look through, and I feel like, I mean, we hit most of all of our discussions. Like, I mean, we did a good job this week. We really hit that thing hard. <laughs> no pun intended. But there was one. So I guess we can go to our last our last topic our our um our fun topic something we like <laughs> to talk about every week because as pretty nerds we do love us some good music so what new music are you listening to right now um i am not really listening to anything new i have actually stumbled up on like some good artists um so it's not anything I can say that's um, new for people that have known about it over these weeks. 
Um, but I think it's like Angel. Really beautiful voice. Um, love it. Like I save a couple of songs on uh, my playlist. Um, so I'm excited about that. But nothing really new to me. Yeah, I'm listening to the same old thing every day. <laughs> um, and I still haven't taken the time to listen to J. Cole's album. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> I mean, you know what, though? And I'm a huge Cole fan, and I also have not listened to it yet. It's terrible. <laughs> and everything I've heard, even after the like the dust has settled, is that it's still an amazing album. So I know I'm missing out. I have to go check it out and listen and get to it. Um, like you, I've just been really listening to kind of the same stuff. Like, I've been having that Wale on repeat. Like, Wale is just, Wale, 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 Wale. Like, all day, every day. Um, I mean, I got my gym songs, my gym music. Um, I've been real emo lately. So I got, like, some real, like, you know, like emo songs or whatever like that. Like I got um some record called Brave by um let me see what this artist is. I don't even know the name of the artist, but I love the song. His name is Riley Pierce. It's like real emo type joint. But um I got a song called Where Is My Love. Um by S Y M L. I don't even know. <laughs> like how to pronounce it, but it's it's a cute song. Um, real like I said, emo. Wide Eye by Billy Locks. Like I like I told you, I'm like on like a real like emo <laughs> type type deal right now. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really out here listening to some some different type of things. So I don't know. I've been inspired. I want to say by because um, I just started following her. Cause you know I listen to Hollywood and Locks. Um, their podcast, and um, it's one of the podcasts that I actually enjoy to listen to, and um, you know, Melissa Ford, I just started following her, I've always loved Melissa Ford, but just like listening to her now on the show, and like um, hearing her talk and everything like that, so I started following her on Instagram, and so like I, like, she, like, so I look at some of her, she posts some of the music she listens to, and like, I like her, like, different alternative type stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. Let me, <laughs> let me check some of this out. We kind of, me and her kind of got some me. Okay, I like this. So, um, but yeah, so that's kind of been my inspiration, I would say, for my more emo alternative type <laughs> music that I've been listening to. So. Yeah. I went back to some old classics, though, I think, like, last week. Um, and I had to put them on, so they're new to my playlist. <laughs> But they're not new. Like I went back and like got Al Green, Marvin Gaye, um, Barry White, just classic. <laughs> yeah, just like classics. And I'm like, man, why am I not just not putting this on my playlist though? Have you noticed that as you get older, like you just start? Cause like you used to like want to listen to like crunk music yeah. and all that type of stuff all the time. But now, all of a sudden, you just find yourself like, I just want to listen to Al Green today. Right, I want to buy it. I just want to listen. <laughs> I was actually, I went downtown last night, and normally when I go downtown, I'm like, yeah, I got to play my keys, let everybody know, you know, like, I got systems in my car, like, my bass go, like, I got to 
how to let people know. So last night it was it was a mistake. But I went downtown and I'm like, man, I was down and listening to new edition. <laughs> 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 I'm real live riding with the windows down, cranked up on high volume. I'm still in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else like, yeah, like whatever they get, Kevin Gates. I'm telling you, as I get older, I find myself I'm starting to turn them into my parents so much. Like I didn't used to, you know how they used to every Sunday used to play yeah. all the little old gems, and I'm just like, I'm just gonna turn into my mom. <laughs> and you never thought you want like, yeah, I'm gonna be like always hip, I guess. And I'm not gonna say we not hip. Um, but you like, yeah, I'm always going to like, like this. And I still, of course, will, you know, put on some jeans in a minute. Absolutely. But, like, even in the shower, I'm like, man, I've been listening to Sharday. <laughs> 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 and you get to, like, a point, like, my mom loves Anita Baker. Right. And I'm like, man, and I love her. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to ever have somebody like that. And I find myself, I'm like, you know what? put on some Chardonnay or you know I think what Anita Baker is to her that's like my Tony Braxton I'm like I'm gonna put on Tony Braxton and I'm gonna clean up <laughs> so yeah that's a good that's a who is our like who is our go-to person because like hmm okay Tony Braxton from Andrew, so it, it would be Whitney but of course I just can't listen to her the same way because yeah it makes me sad but Tony Braxton is like, girl. That is true. Hard stop. Hard. I love Ella May. 
She has a beautiful voice. She is a beautiful girl. No, not yet. Let let her grow. Let her grow. Because y'all be doing the most too soon. Let her grow. I still want to know what happened to um Alicia Carr. Like, I liked her song. I never heard of her. Hmm. You, don't re- you don't remember her? No. Oh, well, I like her. She has a song. It's like one of my favorite songs. It's called, um, hold on, let me scroll down real quick. It's called Wild Thing. It is the cutest song. Like, I love it that song so much because I'm a free spirit so (laughs) if you're a free spirit you'll love that song so but yeah so check her out because I feel like we're so like so much on SZA which I like SZA don't get me wrong but I just feel like there's just so many other R&B girls out there that are just dope I'm I'm not gonna say I'm over her um I like her um I didn't find myself downloading her whole Bye, guys. Bye-bye.